Hello, this is Daniel Mounter from the podcast Englishman in Montreal. I'm recording this on a beautiful June morning. There's not even a breath of wind out there, but it's currently nice and cool. I can't take the risk of recording this episode outside because the landlord downstairs is working in the yard and he always comes up and speaks to me when he sees me outside. So to avoid interruption, I'm recording this from the comfort of my office. This episode I've titled Fifty Shades of Compromise, or the do's and don'ts of being an EB follower. In the previous episode, I touched a lot on what's permitted and not permitted. Um, I also made mention of why I refer so much to so-called in the context of the EB, simply because they use so many words which out of context don't have the same meaning for regular people. So for them, what is compromise? What is so-called compromise in their viewpoint? Well, technically it's got the same meaning, but it uh, means really a compromising of what they call their beliefs, which are mostly rules based on previous ministry by leaders or current ministry. And they also believe that there is a compromise of their overarching principle of separation. If uh, somebody is said to compromise, usually it means that they've experimented with something which is not permitted or they've allowed themselves to to do something which is frowned upon by the majority of the EB. For this episode, I want to look mostly at um, how the general appearance of EB followers differs from the public. <clears throat> it's important not to make too many generalizations and to also see where they have compromised and where there is wriggle room now where there used to be uh, very severe uncom uncompromising standards. So I'm going to look um, at the male and female very, very differently as they are both, they both have very different standards to keep to within this system. I'm going to look at both uh, individually and then to look at the overall personal appearance standards that most of the EB followers will stick to quite closely, um, which can still define them when you see them out in public. This is no, in no way a field guide to spotting your friendly local exclusive brethren. So for men, we're going to be seeing that um, facial hair is eschewed, so is long hair. Recoloring is not really permitted. And in clothes, there are certain dress codes which are applied in general situations. Uh, for women, the differences are clearer and it's quite easy to spot exclusive brethren women followers, especially regarding their prohibition on cutting or shortening their hair. 
the discouraging of makeup, changing hair color, using cosmetics, and the semi-mandatory head covering, whatever form it takes. Both men and women have some things in common. Tattoos are forbidden. Generally, hair color is not changed. The followers are expected not to have any piercings, definitely not visible piercings. And uh, the wearing of jewelry is, discovered, is discouraged, I should say, as is hair plucking. And a lot of casual wear is frowned upon, especially when we're talking about trainers and uh, sports gear. So I want to look at the men, seeing as their, um, their appearance is not radically different from your average Joe on the street. Since the 1970s though, the EB followers have generally not had any facial hair. There might be a five o'clock shadow perhaps, but without exception, the exclusive brethren followers on the male side are always clean shaven. Um, for the hair, there are many styles permitted and uh, that's professionally styled or styled at home. But wearing your hair longer, especially over the ears or the collar, is seen as very rebellious. Um, even back in the 70s when long hair was the norm for guys, it was discouraged among the EB to have the hair as long as the Beatles, for example. Let's not mention some other popular culture figures. As far as um, actual haircuts go, like I said, there's some professionally styled. <clears throat> Visiting barbers and salons is strongly discouraged but it's not outright prohibited so most of the men generally have a reasonable haircut um, those who adhere more strictly to the principles and the uh, directives of the exclusive brethren i should say tend to go for tend to favor the crew cut uh, the clipper cut which is done at home sometimes by the wife and sometimes by a friendly local EB follower who is uh, a little more expert with the clippers. And for boys younger than, say, 12 years old, who don't really care too much for their appearance, the number two buzz cut is very, very common, very popular. It's almost like a uniform. When we turn to clothing, the most recent EB leader, who is the current one, I believe, has some quite strong ideas on this. And um, whereas in previous years, exclusive brethren would dress quite formally, even he um, espouses wearing uh, more formal things like button shirts and proper trousers rather than chinos or jeans, even if they're not denim, blue denim colored. He um, often tooted the fact that his parents dressed he and his brothers like Bible salesmen or like ministers, he said. And 
his father also laid down the the rule about men followers of the EB wearing white shirts on a Sunday. That became almost a universal norm. I'm not sure exactly what time they stopped wearing ties as part of the fairly formal dress code that's worn in the EB meetings, but ties are also discouraged for business use. Um, this is taken from an obscure reference from the recent EB leader regarding why would you wear a dog collar, which I presume to be a lanyard actually with a company name on it, but uh, for whatever reason that was interpreted as wearing a tie by EB followers. The, the white shirt thing came in when I was um, around 15 or 16 and I didn't outwardly rebel at the idea of wearing a white shirt. I was one of the ones who was late to adopt wearing it on a Sunday. But I also rebelled by wearing brightly colored t-shirts or t-shirts with very clearly visible writing on them. Uh, I particularly remember wearing one that said fully equipped underneath my white shirt and it showed very clearly through or occasionally I would wear a red t-shirt underneath and it did create some commentary and some people were actually favorably uh, amused by it and asked me why I did it and I said mainly because I I felt it was very fake and hypocritical to to wear a white shirt just because one of the leaders had said it was a good idea or what's wrong with a nice white shirt. I felt like I was exposing the hypocrisy, but uh, be that as it may, seeing a tireless middle-aged man in a white shirt immediately makes me wonder if he's an EB follower. I believe they do wear them for business, but it's quite a rare, quite a rare occasion to see an EB man wearing a tie perhaps as part of a school uniform, that's a different story. They're also discouraged from wearing shorts, which is perhaps a mercy, especially as they don't sunbathe very often. At um, gatherings especially, you would never see anyone above the age of, say, five years old wearing shorts to an EB function. There is one small item as well, which I think deserves mention. For the men, those who are married are not actively discouraged from wearing a wedding band, but it's extremely uncommon. I'm not sure exactly what the philosophy is behind this, but it's interesting to note that the underprivileged and heavily controlled female EB followers are expected to wear a wedding band always. So we move on to the, to the women's side. And it's uh, among the females that the bigger difference can be seen between EB followers and the outside world. Going back considerable time, possibly to the 60s or even earlier, I believe perhaps to the founding of the Exclusive Brethren, the women have not been allowed to cut their hair. And that was taken to an even more rigid extreme 
not even allowed to singe the ends to keep them from splitting. And I think in recent uh, years, that's tended to be disregarded, but the girls from the youngest age are always told to never cut their hair, to always wear it down to the church meetings. And uh, if they style it, it's limited to putting it in braids or putting it into a bun. It's not, uh, it's not permitted to change the color, to change the length, etc. I recall a certain gatherings of the EB where elders had actually specifically spoken out to shame people for having a head of level hair, which is obviously cut or curled or shortened in some way. So that's a big difference is the women wearing their hair down and also letting their hair grow even to the point where they would be sitting on it. In certain cases, somebody I worked with was like that. She would, uh, she would leave like a, a donation of hair everywhere she went. If EB follower women wear makeup, it's usually very discreet. Um, possibly some lip gloss, but definitely not red tinted and uh, foundation perhaps, but extremely discreet. That's one of the noticeable things. One of the cultural discords I see as an ex-EB follower, seeing how few women don't put any makeup on at all outside of that group of people. And it takes some getting used to. The same applies for cosmetic treatments, um, especially in previous generations of EB women. There's virtually no tanning or epilation or plucking of facial hair. So their appearance is pretty much au naturel. And I can only assume what was going on under the clothing and from hearsay. So I can't make any statement about any other body hair. I do know, though, that the current leader of the EB was making a very serious issue out of the fact that EB women were not wearing stockings. And that I could never understand, unless it was simply to hide leg hair. But it must have been hell in places like Australia, where the temperatures are pushing in the high 30s, for women to have to wear stockings there. I do know that um, certain younger ones in my locality of Peterborough, I used to uh, occasionally turn up and they obviously were not wearing tights or stockings, but I never really understood the principle of that. Women also are not allowed to wear trousers or pants, as they say over here in North America. And the rationale behind that was explained to me that women in a, in a man's clothing is an abomination although there's no reference to kilts there, which seems a bit one-sided to me. I know for a fact that uh, wearing trousers among women is something that only ever happens in the house, or possibly for some much younger girls wearing them for the sake of modesty is a case, or in pyjamas. That's the only cases where I've seen an exception to that rule, that particular rule. Also notable about the female exclusive brethren is that they're 
when they go out in public, um, it was mandatory to wear a head covering of some form. Um, that evolved from hats back in the 50s and 60s through to a highly developed uh, form of headscarf, usually tied behind the ears, sometimes under the chin, uh, although that was mostly reserved for elderly ladies. Always when attending their gatherings, they would tie a headscarf or a, a large, broad fascinator into the hair as a, in theory, a protection against the devil and a protection against corruption. Again, based uh, very rigidly on a scripture, but I'm not sure which. Uh, these head coverings have kind of been rejected lately. Um, it's not uncommon to see EB followers with women with no covering on their hair, but simply maybe a headband or a small fascinator on the head, which they call a token. That's one more gray area, I would say. For instance, if um, a hardline elder from the EB were to see a family of girls out with no large head covering, he would probably have a word with their parents and there would be explanations demanded for that. But for the uh, church meetings, the gatherings of the EB, certainly they would all be expected to wear the, the standard headscarf, which are developed into quite a cottage industry producing these scarves. Um, it's pretty much the only expression of individuality allowed to the women of the EB because they cannot make themselves up or change hair color radically and they can't style their hair in more than say four ways. So the only way to really express themselves is perhaps through their choice of the color and pattern for their headscarves and to a limited extent for the color of their clothes. Definitely modesty is a big, a big issue for exclusive brethren women. The followers are expected not to dress in extremely tight or revealing clothing and skirts, although mandatory skirts or dresses, um, expected not really to be way above the knee. Definitely nothing that might cause arousal, which is kind of difficult um, given the limited contact permitted to EB followers. And for things like yoga pants and Yoga pants and uh, cycling shorts, that kind of thing, are definitely a big no-no for EB women. Which moves me on to things that cover both men and women. Hair colouring and tinting is definitely not something that most would do. And if they did, they would expect some follow-up. Plucking of facial hair and generally waxing, these kind of procedures are mostly frowned upon. It's not uncommon to see several uh, exclusive brethren women with moustaches and unibrows. Tattoos are definitely uh, considered on a par with smoking as an unacceptable corruption of the body. That's the external explanation offered by the exclusive brethren. But to my mind, it also it represents a big expression of the individualism 
which is something that the EB definitely don't tolerate. Visible piercings also are prohibited. EB women are quite easy to spot because they don't generally have any kind of piercing in their ears or any other part of the body that's, that's visible. And for jewelry, both genders are limited more or less to a wristwatch and a wedding band. You won't see them wearing bracelets, uh, except maybe for seasickness or medical reasons. And necklaces, if they are wearing them, have to be hidden. Also, the, the permission around casual wear is really strict. Uh, wearing cycling shorts for women is a complete no-no. But also dressing down, wearing sweat shorts, sweatpants, flip-flops and things like that. Mostly limited to around the house and definitely not in public. Definitely not for attending their gatherings. So I'm moving on as it's a little time from the dressing to the general lifestyle. And for the most part, the EB lifestyle is not particularly healthy, although they've taken steps in recent years to address that. Rigorous exercise and um, training workouts is not encouraged um, based on the fact that they believe body exercise is not particularly useful. But there's a very Calvinistic principle that uh, if you're exercising, you're actually wasting time. The physical exercise at uh, EB schools, EB run schools, is actually quite a large part of the curriculum. But in general, the boys and girls are separated and it's not especially demanding. There's no big focus on comp competition or sports, especially team games. Um, football, i.e. soccer, is seen as a very violent sport. For some reason, volleyball is an acceptable one, as long as it's played by only one gender at a time. But for individual and very performance-orientated exercise, it's very discouraged. Like, um, there'll be no marathon running. That's too much on the individual. Definitely no bodybuilding per se. Competition sports, gym memberships, or having a personal trainer is completely a no-no it just will not be seen so the the main part of exercise for eb followers has got to be when they take rambles in the countryside with family that's something that was espoused a lot by the current and the previous leader especially walking in national parks or taking long hikes which is a very much a necessity given the unhealthy diet of the eb and their largely sedentary lifestyle at home though there might be the occasional exercise bike and most ebs will have a bike that they can turn to in the right weather conditions but there's very little free time permitted because of the evenings being taken up with meetings during the week mandatory ones every day of the week and then on a saturday being the only time there's really a evening time available to go out on the bikes sometimes EB families will have a treadmill at home or maybe one or two of them, especially the women folk might practice yoga, 
where the privacy of the home might permit them to do so. But that would only be for flexibility, definitely not for meditation and relaxation. So the, um, the EB tends a lot towards obesity and generally poor cardiac health, which given that they don't smoke or are not supposed to smoke and they don't take hard drugs, somewhat balances out. They're also not loading themselves up with uh, vast quantities of dangerous cosmetics. So it's um, six of one and half a dozen of the other. It amounts to virtually the same health state, especially as they tend to eat only good food, but also rather unhealthy food at the weekends. Really what the, the overall take home is from all of these, um, these commentaries about appearance and personal development is that anything tending to the individual development as opposed to the collective benefit is really discouraged. It's seen as very selfish to want to work on your image, your personal appearance to an excess. And I was actively mocked for uh, taking care of my hair, for example, or for um, treating my acne during my teenage years. I was often um, I was often the subject of homosexual slurs because I took too much care of my hair, and also because I didn't like the the uniformity of the dress code of the exclusive brethren, which caused a uh, considerable friction and a lot of envy with peers as well who didn't dare or who were not allowed to dress more um, more individually. There is no specific uniform for EB followers per se, but from all these examples given, it's not exceptionally difficult to spot them in a crowd of people, for example in a shopping center. Which moves me on to my next upcoming episode. I wanted to look more closely at the extremes in behavior of the EB. Their uncompromising attitude and their system of quite strict control and rules can lead to extremes when people are let off the leash. Um, so finding a balance and uh, one's moral compass while exploring safely all the new choices that are suddenly available to somebody when you're leaving the exclusive brethren is quite a big topic. Um, it will lead naturally on to the topic of being a significant other or being a friend to somebody who's left the EB system. And I hope it may help any of those that are listening, not only to see my opinion, but also to hear reflections from some qualified clinical psychiatrists about uh, why former EB followers, when they're unleashed, can tend to indulge in extreme behaviors or dangerous behaviors. So that'll be for next episode. Thank you very much for listening. I'm about to head out into the sunshine here in Montreal and try to avoid too much contact with other people. 
which doesn't preclude me from being polite and friendly and a good neighbour. Thank you very much for your attention thus far. Please keep the feedback and commentary coming and it will be incorporated in new episodes to come. Look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you.